passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Harrington here with Davey Portman for Post Wrestling, postwrestling.com. We are on there, our own up next feed on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Including Spotify. Yes, we are now on Spotify. Up next is on Spotify. However, you're probably listening to this on either that feed or the Post Wrestling feed. Uh, so th- shout out to John and Way for letting us uh, play Take with the big over. boys. Take over. Oh, oh. Yeah. Wow. Look at us. Yes. The BDE boys are taking over yes. tonight. The, and the BDE, the Braden David. Braden David, Davey experience. experience. Right. Um, in the BDE, the Braden Davey estate. The BDE uh, is the place we live in Koreatown, Toronto. And we're, uh, we're, we're kind of going through a little, uh, what's happening to our home, David? Um, so... We, we we're very sociable people. Um, we we live in a in a basement apartment, as many wrestling fans do. Yes, um, yes we do. In Koreatown, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, and we ha- we have a nice two bedroom. We've got a kitchen, and we've got a tiny little room that we call the scrump room. We called it the scrump room, but it's our like little back room in the area. It's a little back room, but there's there's enough room for a little bed, a little cabinet. Yeah, so it's Royal Rumble weekend, so we had some people planning to stay over. Yeah, and um, and normally it's great. It serves its purpose. Uh, a couple of nights a year, if someone's like, hey, I need someone to crash, it's like, cool, you can stay in the scrump room. Right. Um, a friend of mine, uh, David Rowlands, a good one of my oldest friends. He was coming from the UK. He was coming from the UK. He's he's a managing consultant. I don't know what that means, Some or a boring consultant job, yeah. manager. Yeah. But he travels the world, and he's like, uh, David, I'm I'm in Toronto for a few nights. I'm being put up in a hotel, but I want to stay one extra night and see you. I don't have anywhere to stay though that night. I'm like, well, you're in luck, Dave. We got a scrump. You've room. got the scrump room, <laughs> and. If you've been listening, I know I know John and Way have talked about it a lot on their show. It has been fucking cold in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, I think w- when it was the lunar eclipse, it reached the wolf moon. Feels like with wind chill minus thirty five degrees Celsius. Six cold like Alaska. Um, and in Fahrenheit, that is um, fucking cold Far- Fahrenheit, right. basically. So because of this cold, I'm somehow. Well, well, the scrum room has the patio door and, right. and a bit of a draft comes through. So I was going to be a nice friend and go to Dollarama and pick up some insulation and insulate that draft. room Get rid uh, of the draft. to make the scrum room protected. I buy it. 
I, I just dump it all in the scrum room. The next day I go in and my girlfriend goes, hey, uh, David, why, why is the bed wet? I'm like, what? Uh -oh. I look up and the ceiling's pretty much caving <laughs> it's, in. It's exploded. There's a hole in it. There's a hole in it. Um, water no. dripping down. Now, now the last person that stayed there was like, Oh, it's pretty cold. So we like, look, we've got blankets, we've got sleeping bags, we've got pillows. Like, so all of our stuff was on that. So bed. we had quite a lot um, of stuff. Three blankets, about four pillows, a duvet, bed sheet, a mattress, right. and your Nicholas Cage pillow. My Nicholas Cage pillow, and then the box that the mattress goes on top of, oh. and all of it was soaked Soaking through. Wet. Um, and it seems like a pipe burst. Or it was a pipe that burst. Like the, like the plumber came and they were like. It's it's because it was minus 35 the other day, and now it's, like, plus 6. Right. Toronto weather. Like, it's gone up 41 degrees in in the space of a day, and so now, freak out. So now we have to have friends stay on our couches and in our rooms instead. Well, you know. well that's the thing. So, uh, you've got Donnie over tonight, yeah. who was here for the... Um, uh, was here for NXT TakeOver. Yeah, it's just a, he's, he lives outside the city. He's coming over to crash, and I told him, hey, you guys sleep on my couch. Yeah. So. So, Sorry. you see, there's those kind of friends who, like, sleep on my couch. Dave and I, we just spooned the other yeah. night. I, hey, it's not, probably going to happen anyways, but, yeah. you know, it's that, you know, sometimes you got to take them for the team. I, I've all been there. I've been to, like, music festivals where it's like, well, there's no hotel rooms with two beds. you got to share a bed. Hey, I can do it. The, 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 the thing I found funny is I'm, like, I've been single for about 28 years of my life. Right. And, and now I've got now a lovely have... girlfriend who... I, I've got used to sharing a bed with. Right. So middle of the night, quite often I just like roll over and be like, oh no, that's Dave, that's Dave. Roll back, <laughs> roll back, roll back. Um, Dave and Dave. But yeah, we're having a bit of a, uh, a SummerSlam weekend and our flood or whatever you want to call it, it needs to in be the fixed. scrump room, it needs to be fixed. For SummerSlam, for the up next TakeOver tailgate. Um, but we had like, we had our mini TakeOver tonight. We had... Uh, a very long-time listener, Jesse from the Six. Jesse from the Six. He has uh, been a long-time listener of uh, The Law. Long time, long time. Long time, long time, yes. Yep. He has always put uh, his feedback in. And uh, he's become a friend of ours here in Toronto, so uh, we invited him over. He came over for TakeOver. He's coming over tomorrow for the Royal Rumble, depending on when you're listening to this. We're having a Royal Rumble party as well. And uh, my friend Donovan, who's not really a wrestling fan, he likes the New Japan stuff that I show him. Mm. He loves that. But uh, he thought this was a pretty fun show as well. Well, I think... Cause he, I think he was like a probably an attitude era. No, maybe more of a ruthless aggression guy. No, he never really never watched really. any. No, never really watched. The but most he's watched is New Japan with me. I think if you like New Japan, you right. like NXT. You're going to like NXT. Sure, I yeah. think. Um, but we've got that going tomorrow. We're doing our own uh, our own Rumble pool. Get some get some betting going. I gotta get some um, money off this. I gotta make sure my numbers win. And this is the final reminder: if you haven't entered. The post-wrestling rumble pool. Right. The button is there on the website. Do it. Get your picks in. Have you done it yet? No. Do it. I got to. Yeah. Um, but I'm lazy. You might be able to tell. I'm kind of hyper. Because of the show? Because this was a fucking good takeover. That was a good takeover. Takeover Phoenix. Pretty insane. Uh, I was looking forward to this show going in, and it definitely delivered, I would say. Um, I, I said on the last, the last episode of... Uh, up next which you can listen to on our own feed subscribe to up next <laughs> we're not on the post wrestling feed we're on our own feed. we need our own subscribers so come find us um yeah so 
we talked about it on our show. And I, I said how I've I've just restarted Game of Thrones, and the more I watch NXT, I go, you know what? This isn't this isn't a wrestling promotion I enjoy. This is just a TV show I love, and I. I I don't know where it's going. The writing is brilliant. The performances are fantastic. Right. And I just want to know what happens next. And for me, I'm luckier with NXT than I am with Game of Thrones. Because I get five season finales a year. Sure. And the, the takeovers are the season finales. Right, yeah. And we were treated to one tonight. And what a season finale we It's got. true. Because a lot of people listening right now, they might just be the takeover people. Yeah. I know you people. Yeah. You are the people who just watch NXT TakeOver and you don't watch the, the, the TV show. And hey, that's fine. I, I kind of watch only WWE pay-per-views now unless I And honestly, they, WWE but knows this because the video packages for all of these matches show everything. are fantastic. Yeah. And fill you they in in two minutes. They catch you up to speed like, on storylines. All right, stuff. I'm ready. NXT is a show that involves the characters more often. It's yeah. just not random people who pretend like the other people don't exist. It's definitely something that goes wide. I, we do recommend people checking out NXT. Uh, if you listen to us, we just kind of give you the matches that we kind of check out. Like this past week, the the, the go-home show to TakeOver had two teams that were not even mentioned on this show. And that was Fabian Eichner and uh, Mar- Mar- Marcel Bartel. Marcel Bartel versus Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Yeah. Those are four guys. They burn that down. Yeah. Go watch that match from last week. Um, and, and we get and, to see these and things. And you'd have only seen two of those guys once on a takeover. Yeah, you would have been like, oh, those guys haven't been around for a while. It's like, no, they've just been on the TV. Tonight, but... if you were just going into it, having not watched any Anything. NXT TV, you'd go, okay, this Bianca Belair, what's the deal with yeah. her? We've been watching her for a over a year and seen her getting better and better and better. Um, so we do recommend... Watch NXT TV. Yeah, but uh, if not, you can listen. I feel to us. we're pr- we're probably preaching the, to the choir here with seventy five percent of our listeners. Probably do, but a lot don't watch it, and I implore you, it's but great. You TV. know what? Also, if you just want to watch the takeovers too, then that's fine. But because they always deliver, takeover has become such a crazy, crazy thing, um, and we should talk about it. But there was a, a pre-show. There was a pre-show. We did our best and worst of NXT. Uh, not just the takeovers, but the TV as well. So go back on... Uh, it's on the post-wrestling feed and our Up Next feed for the best and worst of 2018 NXT that we did. And we gave out our awards, but the actual NXT awards were handed out tonight on the pre-show. Yeah. So do you have them there? I, I've got read, them up here. Read what um, they are. Because match of the th- year... There's there's a lot of stuff that... Uh, we were right corresponds about? ...corresponds with what we said. Ah, makes so, it sound like we actually know what we're talking yeah. about. Okay. Um... So, NXT TakeOver of the Year was New Orleans. Of course. Obviously. Yep. Um, that was voted by you, our listeners, voted by us. Uh, it was pretty unanimous. Uh, New Orleans TakeOver was fantastic. Yep. Um, NXT Female Competitor of the Year Award. Now, you know what? I feel kind of sick because she is my favorite, but I didn't say she was my yeah, right. competitor Kyrie. of the year. But Kyrie Zane was female competitor of the of year. Of course she was. NXT male competitor of the year went to your choice, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, and then we have overall NXT competitor of the year. And I think this um, this promo was probably the highlight of the pre-show for this <laughs> yes, takeover. Yes, of course. 
Um, it honestly, my my Twitter blew up. I I hadn't even seen it yet. I was finishing right. work. I was coming here, rushing home to watch. And then over. suddenly, my phone just keeps buzzing, and I look, and I've got all these buzzes on like Facebook and, and Twitter tour. and stuff. And its overall NXT competitor of the year went to Kyrie Zayn. Wow! And watch her promo. It's not a promo. It's a genuine acceptance speech. She's like Taylor Swift when she won all those Grammys and she's like holding like, oh, I can't hold all these things. And, <laughs> and she... Japanese uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, the, we've got like a new Yeah, I don't remember her like, name. She's she, new. She actually seemed... She yeah, didn't she seem cool. like a robot. She seemed pretty cool. Yeah, she seemed fun. And she's like, Kyrie saying, what do you think? And she's like, oh my God, is this, is this real? <laughs> and then she just turns to the interviewer and goes... What do you think? <laughs> and she's like, Why and she's like, I think something? you should do your dance. And then she's like, Well, you kind of see her look at her trophies, and she's like, Look, I've got gold all over me. How can I do my dance? But she seemed genuinely happy. moved and she happy. was crying. She, she had was. tears in her eyes, and like, and she wasn't on the takeover tonight. She wasn't, <laughs> but oh, my heart burst. Right. Um, she's fantastic. Um, she will be on the show next week. I believe they taped her match with Yeah, her, she with did a uh, pre-show. Her and Io Shirai partnered against Jasmine yeah. Duke and Marina Shafir, which we'll see next week, which might explain yeah, we'll get to the that. Batman mask. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> then we had NXT Tag Team of the Year Award, which went to Undisputed Era, which was uh, John Pollock's pick for overall Tag Team of yeah, the Year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think both of ours yep. for Tag Team of the Year in NXT. Um NXT Breakout Star of the Year went to Ricochet. Yeah, I could see that. Um, like, understandable. Uh, future Star of NXT Award went to Io Shirai. Oh, interesting. Um, beating, uh, I, I love how Future Star of NXT Award also included Kona Reeves, who's been there for four years. I've been here for four. Four years. years. <laughs> um, Kona Reeves, the goat. And then NXT Match of the Year Award went Okay, to, wait, wait, no, hold on. Wait, wait, this is the big one for us. What is the what was the match that you gave 2018 for NXT? Oh, I, I forget. Yeah, right. Okay, just um, read it. Just read it. It was Johnny Gargano versus Andre. Uh, sorry, Andre Andrade, <laughs> formerly known as CN Armas. The artist formerly known as uh, from NXT Takeover Philadelphia, January 2018. If you are a listener of our show, you know you us. know. This this match has a yes. place in my heart. This match, I think, is one of the greatest matches ever. Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas and Chill. And Chill. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, um, there you go. That's cemented in, in history that it's the match of the so, year. Uh, so all those you, awards. If, you, if you're listening to us for the first time and you want to know our credentials, there are credentials. <laughs> well, we we pitched yeah, sure. like, yeah. all of these. Yeah, of course. Um, so <laughs> that was the pre-show. Um, and then we got into the actual... Takeover. Now this is the main event, so enough of all this rubbish. Let's get in yes. to proper NXT Takeover Phoenix. Yeah! How sick of you? How sick of that poppy song are you yet? Are you sick of that poppy song yet? I feel like we should use it right now. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hi. Isn't that what she says? I don't understand. Ooh. Ooh, I'm Poppy. Uh, NXT TakeOver Phoenix starts off. Crazy video package, as they always do. Uh, somewhere in Arizona. I've never been in the desert, but I've seen 127 hours, so I'm scared to lose my arm in there. A girl actually just died. An Instagram model was out in like these 
I don't know, hills and desert caves and she died. Like, found her body. It's very sad. I'm scared, terrified of deserts. Why are you bumming me out? I don't know. I'm just telling you. It showed the desert and I was like, whew, me and John Pollock almost died in Vegas in the desert. We were left for dead. It's a true story. Ask him. Why? We went to find J.R. Ewing's bourbon off the strip in Vegas. Somehow we ended up in a cab. We were in a, near a desert. I don't know, man. It was fucked. People are idiots when it comes to heat. <laughs> it's the same with cold. WrestleMania 31 was in uh, San Jose. Right. Um, and I, I, I was sat right by the exit of Loaded. So if you remember, Sting had all these drums oh, okay. and things. And like Ronda Rousey had a moment. Sure. Um, they all exited like by where I was. So they had like the main like stage and all that. And then they exited where I, where I was. I counted about seven people stretched out just from heat stroke. Whoa. That show. Wow. Because people get idi- become idiots. Right. When it, to be fair, I had not. a Russian flag because I was a big Rusev fan. And I tied it around my head like a, a scarf, like sure. an old lady. You idiot. And it saved me. No. <laughs> it I, saved you. I was an idiot without heat stroke. Right, so, right, true. Um, well, there was like uh, drummers like Sting here. I mean, I don't know if there were drummers, but there was true, Vikings. Yeah. There was Vikings. Starting off the this show, this is pretty here. much the the only big entrance of the night, I'd say. Yeah, I could say that. Um, the War Raiders are starting off takeover tonight. Um, Hanson and Roe, they come out here. They got like this whole group of Vikings with flames and hooded things. It looked really cool, actually. Um, like I myself, I don't watch the show Vikings. I know a little bit of history about Vikings. I wouldn't say I'm super into Vikings, but I found this cool. So obviously, they're kind of getting through because. You could make this really lame. Mm. We were talking and joking around. They could come out, you know, with the horn hats on and like, you know, drinking beer. You know, I, I don't know, like stupid Viking dancing, you know, like yeah. that. But they didn't. They're more so like the ritual of the Viking. It felt more thing. like um, like a haka. Sure. Like, you know, the yeah. South African rugby team. Yeah, like, yeah. Start with the. Yeah, it sounded like that. You get it into it. It felt like yeah. that. It was like a war cry. Yeah. Um, uh, which was really cool. And if you follow Raymond Rowe on any of his social media, he's he is like they him and Sarah Logan. From uh, Riot Squad, they're like, you know, they like larping of Vikings or something. Uh, it's you know, it's a lifestyle that they they go through straight edge and all that. But interesting uh, um, entrance here. I thought it was really cool. Then they come down the rain. It just didn't. I didn't find it looking goofy, which is good. Yeah, completely. Like Harper and uh, Rowan, they're. I found them completely goofy. These yeah. guys are like not that. Uh, and I'm just a big fan of these guys. Uh, Undisputed era, Roderick Strong, and. Kyle O'Reilly come down to the ring with Bobby Fish, who's holding the the award now. The, the best tag team of the year. Right. He, he's he's traded his trophy, <laughs> uh, ever changing sized uh, dusty classic trophy the cup for uh, like I think he might come out with like a little chime oh bell one God. week and then like a huge gong another. Hit it? Yeah, that'd be funny. Because um, during the pre-show, he came around ringing the bell. And realistically, well. he's not this tag team. He's, he's not like, even he's, in. He's part of the group. <laughs> yeah. But, so. Um, but I love it. Bobby Fish should always have a trophy. He should always have something to carry around. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, it won't be tag titles is what we learn after this match. Um, Undisputed Era. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is also air guitaring. Had to mention that. Boom. The match starts off here and... The guys just start going all at it uh, at once. And there's a spot early on where Raymond Rowe and Hanson are on the apron and Undisputed Era are on the outside. And Raymond Rowe body slams his own partner, Hanson, off the apron into Undisputed Era. Um, injured spleen or not, that looks like <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy move. 
Is that injured spleen thing real? I don't know, but that move looked so cool. Yeah, right away. It sounded like after War, guy, War, War games, games, this guy was fucked up. And, <laughs> and here he is. And he's him. back yeah. putting on this kind of match. This was a banger. Um, Roderick Strong try, gets him back in the ring, and he's trying to suplex Hanson, but he, he, he can't. He's too tiny to lift this guy. Uh, Raymond Rowe is in there, tilts a whirls Roderick Strong into Kyle O'Reilly. So you know the classic tilt a whirl backbreaker? He does that, but tilts a whirls him all the way, I can't even say it, spins him all the way into Kyle O'Reilly, who's standing up. It looked really cool. So the size difference definitely plays into this matchup. Um, Hansen goes for this suicide dive to the outside, but completely misses. Like the guys move out of the way. So Hansen is a big dude. He goes flying through the ropes and lands, like Morrow says, no water in the pool. Just a splat. And he's taken out for quite a while here, which allows Undisputed Era to work uh, on uh, Raymond Rowe. So they're fighting back. Uh, there's a Uranagi from Rowe trying to fight back, but he just can't, he can't tag in Hanson because he's still not on the apron there. O'Reilly hits a bunch of palm strikes. There's two backbreakers from the Messiah, Roderick Strong, on Raymond Rowe, but only two counts. Um, they keep beating on Hanson to keep him out of the ring. Uh, there's an exploder suplex by Rowe, knocking Strong off the apron. Uh, there's a camera shot where Roddy just does the flying boots through the mid, mid, uh, lower rope to the outside, but the camera doesn't see him, so it comes out of nowhere. I feel Roddy is the new king of the out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> there was that flying knee on TV yeah. to EC3 a, a few weeks ago yeah. where... Like, he does it all that the time. Is his thing. He just flies the in. The camera doesn't even see him, and, and he just, just flies into your frame. The face. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It looked really cool. A uh, huge Roderick Strong uh, fan here. Um, there's like a the float over knee strike that uh, Raymond Rowe does, and Marvinello says out like a light, which uh, of course he's got to get his sicko mode references in there. Um, Hansen takes out Roderick Strong with like this cartwheel clothesline thing inside out to Kyle O'Reilly, turns him inside out, I should say. Um, and Percy says, wow, Hanson's moving so fast doing cartwheels and flips, he should be in 205 with moves like that. <laughs> Thanks, Percy. Um, there's a crazy sequence with all four guys where they're just doing strikes and reversals, all four at the same time, which leads to the pop-up power slam combo from Raymond Rowe and Hanson, and then a suicide dive for Hanson, all for a two-count, it comes down to a power bomb and a frog splash combo from uh, War Raiders, which isn't enough. Which allows Roderick Strong to hit a super kick, super kick, uh, a superplex, sorry, off the top rope, which was just insane. Uh, there's high knees from Roderick Strong. There's well, two sorry, counts this everywhere. superplex was this followed was up by like uh, it was a huge superplex a knee. Where, where it. It really looked like it was Roddy lifting him. Yeah, it Roddy's wasn't a, any assist Roderick, from Hanson. His, his name is real. He's and strong. Then, and then Kyle just it's jumps off the top knee. with his knee just so, across the throat. Yeah, so Hanson's now just got superplexed. And Kyle O'Reilly does a flying knee on top of him to like the throat to the face, yeah. essentially. Just crazy. But he kicks out of it. The place is going crazy here in Phoenix. They hit the high-low on Hanson. Undisputed Air does. I believe they hit it even twice. Uh, no, sorry. They hit it the one time, and he kicks out of it. So they go for another another high-low, and he dodges it with the back handspring, cartwheels out of it, does a handspring back elbow on both of them. They hit a powerbomb, power slam combo on both of these guys, and then they pick up, I believe it is Kyle O'Reilly, and they their finish War Raiders do this back suplex top rope leg drop. But instead of like a back suplex, Han, uh, Raymond kind of holds him a little differently, 
when he gets the leg drop off the top, he slams him down like a tornado bomb, kind of, and has the pin on top of him. And the War Raiders pin the Undisputed Era and are the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Holy shit, what a match. Uh, awesome opener. So crazy. I was... I was surprised at the finish, to be honest. Yeah, I, me too. I didn't see... Um, I I really saw Undisputed Era, because they, they keep on going, 2019 is our year. They're going to be, be draped dropping, in gold. Is they're Dripping in gold. Yes. And um, I'm wondering if this is a fast track to the main to roster. The main roster. Um, I'll get back to that in a sec. I, I want to stick on the match for a sec. There was... There was a great call from Mauro early on. I think I think he invents words. He does. Um, but <laughs> he great. goes... Um, he he says, he is looking to skeletonize Undisputed wow. Era. Like, turn them into skeletons. I thought that was great. Skeletons. Um, there was a, a beautiful uh, Spike Urinagi early on yeah, from Rowe. And, and we were with... Uh, we were Jesse from The Six and your friend who doesn't really watch. Yeah. And... That was the first like really big reaction I felt. All of us gave like, ouch. Um, but what I love about Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong, they're not big guys. But whenever I see them wrestle, it's I believe like you show these two, these four men in front of a stranger, right. and they go, "Well, these these, these two, two big lads are gonna kill these guys." Yeah. When you start watching them wrestle, you're like, "No, I I legitimately believe." These two, two other guys. smaller guys can take them because Kyle O'Reilly's um, martial arts skills are so good. Mm-hmm. Like his kicks, his strikes, strikes, his palm strikes, all fantastic. Uh, Roderick Strong is just, as I said, flying out of nowhere with these knees to the head, his backbreakers, his strength. Um, it all comes together as just such a such a great match. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of all four of these guys here, uh, War Raiders, War Machine, back when they were, they've killing it. And I, I'm just so happy that they finally, you know, they've won some tag titles here yeah. in WWE and NXT here. Uh, I thought they were going to lose and go to the main well, roster. Well, I think the thing is, Undisputed Era are such a big act where you go, that they've already lost the title once, the sure. tag titles. Are they going to be a three-time tag sure. champion? They and that, that's not like NXT, really, to right. do that. Which is okay. Um, we're heating up. They're really heating up uh, Birch and Lorcan. Yeah. Um, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner look awesome. Yep. Um, you've got rid up. of heavy machinery now. You're trying to heat up Street Profits and stuff. Maybe this is the new era of the NXT Tag Division. Sure. Yeah, maybe Undisputed um, Era goes up. They got the new hats out. One thing I want to talk... I don't want to wildly speculate, but... Um, so, we all know about AEW... And the supposed contracts that the Bucks and um, Kenny Omega were offered. Right. Apparently, if you believe uh, the rumours, is there was a bullet club against AJ, Finn, and Gallows Anderson and, and Gallows. Thing. So bullet a bullet club versus, versus bullet, bullet club, club thing scheduled for Mania. That was the rumour, yeah. That was in the plans. I, I can't see Finn winning tomorrow. Okay. Um, I can't see AJ winning tomorrow. Sure. Is this their new Bullet Club versus Bullet Club? Bullet Club versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah, you could have that could for WrestleMania. That? Uh, I think that would be great. Yeah, they could a be. Great, like, these guys need to go in hot. And yeah, granted, like you've the got, Shield. You've they got, need to be the next Shield. And 
I don't I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, but sure. Like none of them have titles. Adam Cole wasn't on the show at all. Even Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish came to the ring. He, yeah, wasn't, he wasn't on the involved. He wasn't on the outside. Yeah, he wasn't involved for the in match. match. Yeah. Um, which I found odd. Which I think might have been a tell that uh, War Raiders were going to win because mm. Fish would have been on the outside. Sure. Cole wasn't there at all, which I, for a takeover yeah. I found very odd. Dream had his presence. Uh, Cole didn't. Um, uh, well, Cole, that, that's just Cole my... maybe a show up later. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but that's I thought just, this match that's was great. just a little theory. Uh, but, our, yeah, friend, this... uh, our friend Jesse was here with us. He said that this was his match of the night, the tag yeah. team opener. Um, this was, I thought it was really good. For I'll just me, be there, I, I don't miss. I'm, you always say, and, and I'm, I'm in the middle, I, I love the wrestling. You always say you love the wrestling over right. the stories. I'm, I love good stories. And wrestling. Sure. Which I think we all do. And I think on the main roster, you're treated to so much shitty stories that you forget about that. Um, and that's, for me, why in NXT, I'm so drawn towards these, like, Gargano stories. Definitely. Gargano stories so drag me good. In and then they the deliver in the ring. And I think this maybe suffered for me a little bit with lack of build. You had the War Games match, and that's no fault of theirs Hansen sure. was seriously injured and then delivers a match. No, like actually, this. no. Like but, we watch the show every week, but they had the 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 one where they beat the hell out of them. But I it like was that. basically one week on Twitter. Sure, William Regal announces this match and then they beat them up the right. next week. Yeah, it's they did debut it attacking these guys too, right? War Raiders. Uh, no, they beat up. Uh, they beat up Heavy Machinery and Riddick Moss and uh, sure, right Sabatelli. They, but th- later but that then night, they later came out. Yeah, they yeah, came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm super happy for these guys. But I, this match was great. I I really like uh, War Machine, but Raymond Rowe looks like a future big champion to me in WWE. He just looks he, like he, a WWE could, guy. He could be a singles guy. Yeah, I think so. I, think. I just I, I love these guys. I want them nothing but the best for all. Even I just beat it You guys bring it too. All these Ring of Honor guys just killing it. Uh, we go to our next match. Speaking of a Ring of Honor guy, Cassius Ono versus Matt Riddle. The third installment here. We saw them fight at the last takeover, thrown into at the beginning in what six seconds. Matt Riddle beat Cassius Ono, uh, which was really quick and kind of a waste of time. Then they did a TV one, which is pretty good, and then they had this one, and we're gonna get into it. It's the battle of the long hair. Uh, this is where uh, I sparked up my fat blunt because I have a takeover uh, smoking game for those at home who partake. Every time you see Matt Riddle wrestle, it's, you gotta light him up, smoke him if you got him. I didn't play that today because I'd be comatose right, right now. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, I have a different tolerance than you. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it, but I'd be, I'd be eating a pizza and falling asleep. Well, I don't think it's legal in Phoenix, but it's legal here in Toronto and that's where we were. So, um, Cassius Ono, Matt Riddle, this, uh, this one, I thought it'd be a little bit better than what I got, but let's get into it. There's a early on sunset flip attempt from Matt Riddle to to Sunset Flip Powerbomb Cassius Ono to the outside pretty early in this match, like right away. And Ono blocks it by putting the ring skirt over top of Matt Riddle's face and then stomps on his face, uh, which is really cool. Kind of Fit Finley-esque, if you ask me. Um, There's a suplex lift in the middle of the ring from Cassius Ono in which Matt Riddle counters into a sleeper hold, which was really nice. It looked like... Straight out of a UFC playbook here. It's so crisp and so clean of a, uh, like, trans... I don't know. It just looks so cool. Um, ono fights back, though, and starts working on the, the foot and the ankle and, like, the leg of Matt Riddle. And 
we all know Matt Riddle does not wear boots in the ring. And Cassius Ono knows that. And just like uh, Hans Gruber in Die Hard, he knows that the feet, the exposed toes, will be a weakness. He shoots the glass as he stomps on the toes of Matt Riddle. And if that was not enough, Cassius Ono takes the foot of Matt Riddle and puts it in his mouth and bites on Matt Riddle's feet. Are you into feet? <laughs> That's gross. It was, I don't, uh, this made me, this no, made me go. Not, not, not Cassius Ono or Matt Riddle's feet. Listen, no. we've all had a toe in our mouths from now and then. That's, let's just move on. But, that is that's a heel gross thing. You need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I thought this was so great. I mean, it's, I I'm not super familiar with a lot of Matt. I, I know a lot of Matt Riddle's work, but not like a crazy amount. And I'm sure people have bitten his toes before. I'm sure uh, people have done the the finger snap move on his toes. I'm sure people stomp on it all the time. But for a dude to put another dude's foot in his mouth and bite it, that is a wrestling move. I did not expect to see in any time soon. You can't fake that. Yeah, you're putting his feet in your mouth. <laughs> I hope he watched them before the the fight. It doesn't matter. Like, they've already been going five minutes in this match. That's enough. Walking down those that ramp, like Just biting the oh, toes, it's gross. Yeah. Um, but then to gain back your respect, Chris Hero Cashisono hits a Liger bomb for a two count. Uh, there's also a bridging German suplex in there and roundhouses from Matt Riddle in between that, uh, which was really cool as well. Um, Cashisono. Couldn't get the Liger bomb for the finish, so he hits a moonsault for a two count. Again, Riddle kicking out. Finally, Matt Riddle is battling back um, and and kicking the shit out of Cassius Ono. And Cassius is like, stop, stop. Fist bump me, bro. Fist bump me. And if you remember the, the storyline, the second match that was on TV, he fist bumped Matt Riddle without consent. And therefore, this time, it's like a whole, whole fist bump thing. Matt Riddle says... No, bro, I'm not fist bumping you. And then puts him in, put, hits him with a sleeper suplex. Basically, you have the guy in a sleeper and you lift him all the way over and nail him with a suplex. It's just insane. And if that wasn't enough, he then goes on the attack. It's like something snapped inside of him. Starts elbowing and striking Ono. And Cassius Ono taps out via strikes. And Matt Riddle wins. Not a not a finish we see often in WWE, uh, but he taps out from the strikes. Like he's, you see him tapping, and the ref didn't see it, and we are all like, "Whoa, he's tapping out!" Then the ref sees it, and he calls the match, and it felt so different that I really I, liked it. I loved the finish. I, yeah, I, and I think I think that should be the new thing going forward. That should it's, be his gimmick. It shouldn't be the classic. Okay, I've just got the bro mission. It should be. I tap you out from whatever. I'm a bad I just MF-er, hurt you like yeah. Until, he's, he's and in... and it's also because he's he's the stoner, he's the chilled guy, right. and then it it takes this thing that yeah. flips him where he's like, all right, you see, like Brock takes his gloves. Off. I mean, Brock's always a right. bad MFer, but you know, all right, he's he's taking his gloves off. Kurt means, takes the straps down. Exactly, it's that thing, and it's like. Okay, I'm just gonna when Matt Riddle takes his flip flops, elbow off. you in the fucking head now <laughs> yeah. until you tap. Um, for me, I I thought the I match lo- could. I really like both these guys. Yeah, and and this wasn't a bad match. Don't like this wasn't a bad match at all. But I think I have such a high standard when it comes to takeover now. Right. Where and and we've seen them 
I won't count the first one, but we've sure. seen them have a proper match on NXT TV. Yep. This didn't feel that much above that to no, me. Right. Um, Except for the toes in the mouth. Apart from that, and and a, and a cool different finish. Um, but Ono is new to NXT. Uh, sorry, no, Riddle is Riddle. new to NXT. <clears throat> yeah. And and I've got to think like I've seen him do great stuff, and but I've got to look at it as well as what are the people that just subscribe to WWE. Just watch the NXT takeovers. And you go, well, I saw this guy in flip-flops beat someone in six seconds last time and then had this match. It was cool. But then the tag match was better. Right. And that still was before good. it. It was, it was a good, good match. Just I, ju- I just... I expected I different, felt I think. these two, we were going to have... A, like a... A barn like a burner. Strike, like a real, fest. like... Slugfest. Yeah. And, and I don't feel we've really had yeah, yeah. what I know these guys are capable of. It wasn't bad right. at all. Like it was a good, solid match. But for takeover with these two, yep. I, I expected a bit more. I would say this was my least favorite match of the night. Me and, too. I, and I'm not saying I hated this match. I'm just and saying it, it was my it's, least favorite. It's it's a takeover. Like least favorite match on a takeover yeah, can be the best match on the pay per view the next night. Definitely. Um, I also am just so, I, I'm super excited where you go with Matt Riddle. Like I I you can't just be a stoner character, and he's not that here. He's the bro. He has a new T-shirt says the Ultimate Bro or whatever, King of Bros yeah. and all that. They're just gonna clearly go with that. So that's cool. But you need to see it evolve, and that's why he's here in NXT. So we'll see. Catch us on the. And that's the thing I did like. I did like this kind of. You f- you flip the switch at the end and you just go crazy and elbow the shit out. Yeah, I do like that finish. They should do that, that again. That was a because re- I I haven't seen it. I like fresh stuff. In NXT, Kevin Steen beat uh, Sami Zayn via like uh, knockout. He couldn't yes, continue right? exactly, and he won the title that way. So this is another well, type well, of finish. We, we see that to say. I mean, we'll see that later on in the women's match. Right. We see um, either stoppages or or people passing out when they don't. Cena's never tapped out. Cena's right. passed out. I mean, Tina, Cena's tapped out back in the day, but not in Super Cena. Not since Super Cena, yeah. 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 Um, but then it, it's... I've never seen someone tap out to just... It was almost like an I quit match. Yeah, you yeah, You can't yeah. take the pain anymore that you're... No, I like that. Um, you do that and that was, that was very cool. And I think that should be where you go forward. With Definitely with that character. If people know he's like the UFC guy, he was in UFC, then that's where you go with mm. it. More Matt Riddle, please, bro. All right, we go to our next matchup. I felt like it was a comic book come to life yet again. A reoccurring thing in NXT. This was my main event. Definitely my main event. This was the match I was most looking forward to. I think a lot of people listening agree with us. Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. A match for the North American Championship. Johnny Gargano, or... Johnny Takeover, mm-hmm. if you will, comes out here in Phoenix, and the Dark Phoenix is rising because he comes out in this gear, and we're all looking at each other like, "What is he dressed as?" Normally, we're on this right away, and we were. We we knew he was the Venom and the the Punisher thing before, and Captain America and all that. But tonight, here in Phoenix, Arizona, the Dark Phoenix did rise because he's wearing. The X Men Phoenix, the, yeah. the he, he's, Jean Grey. He's Jean Grey, but if you know your comics, yes, Jean Grey is an, uh, one it's of a, the original X Men, the OG, who turns dark. She doesn't know the power that's within her. Ah. She turns dark and she takes over. That's right. Um, but 
the thing is with the fe- like the phoenix, she eventually turns good yes, as well. As she turns back. As she turns the back. The X-Men get but back. She get her becomes back. the most powerful right. being on Earth. In the galaxy. And the she universe. Was, she, uh, so Johnny <laughs> had the whole... Uh, the Johnny takeover, he was called. Yep. Um, on the back, in the X-Men font, he had the red and gold of the Dark yeah, Phoenix. Instead of the, uh, the Uncanny, it said the Johnny. And then in the X-Men, it was yeah. takeover. Um I thought this was very this cool. This gear and, was and cool. Also just you're in Phoenix. Because Phoenix Suns. We keep up... Well, you're in... Yeah, exactly. You're in You're in Phoenix. The timing of this... With the movie. With with the movie coming out the new this X-Men summer. Movie. I don't know how it looks, though. That's kind of shit. <laughs> I've liked the X-Men movies recently. Right. The last few. Since they've gone, like, first class, it's yeah. been pretty First good. class was good, but Apocalypse... No, Days of Future Past was the best was one. Good. Apocalypse was poop. Apocalypse was... Terrible. It was fine. Ivan... Ivan Ooze's was it Apocalypse, was essentially. Um... Yeah, but I thought this gear was so cool because it was exactly the character that's going on in NXT TV Completely. for this past year. And and the Phoenix did rise. Like the Phoenix rose. Yeah. Um here in Phoenix. I thought this it, this is such a cool thing. Um Now it, now it, if you're if you're tired of us nerding out, just wait. There's more because Ricochet comes out and he's like Oh, you're wait. You're gonna go see that X Men movie coming out. Well, I just watched Spider Man into the, into the what is it? Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. Oh, sorry. I just won a globe as well. <laughs> probably will win the Oscar. I, I could win should. the Oscar. It's, yeah, it's an incredible. I mean, film. I love the song Sunflower. You, you've you've got to go. And I see have it. not seen it. You're yet. like it's, it's Ricochet great. comes out here as Miles Morales, the new Spider Man, uh, in this in this Miles Morales inspired gear so it's, it's the red and black rather than the traditional red and blue yeah he wears a different spider suit yeah. uh, spider-man suit so essentially we have spider-man versus dark phoenix like i said it's a comic book come to life here in nxt which is something we're used to uh this was so cool both this gear looked crazy they looked like superheroes they looked like they were ready to to be in this war and it's exactly what this was this match was insane uh Pardon my notes because it's just like anytime you watch anything with such crazy fast paced action, it's hard. I've got to say, I so Braden is like the play by play guy when right. we when we do NXT, and I I'm like the color right. And I turned to him after this match, and I'm like, you have a lot of notes as well. Yo, I've got like a page and a half of notes. It's a lot this of match. A lot of bad wasn't things. Even, I mean, bad things. Yeah. There's a lot of good things in this. Uh, the match starts and instantly the crowd here is going insane. Both these guys chant. Uh, they start off with a series of different uh, chain wrestling and, and reversals. Um, there's like flips and escapes. Every time the story of this is every time Ricochet goes for something, Gargano will try to escape it, and that starts from the beginning of the match and it continues on all the way through the, bit, the to the bottom to the end of it. Um, there's flips and, and escapes, and then there's like this effortless. Uh, suplex cabrada. No, oh, sorry. It's it's Ricochet on the apron and Gargano's on the outside. And effortless, he does a running, jumping off the turnbuckle post, off the apron, to the outside, onto Johnny, like it was nothing. He just moonsaults, cadaver, whatever you call it. Like, this guy is incredible. How does he have... To, to, to do this like it's nothing is insane. Uh, good cardio. Uh, he then throws Johnny in the ring. There's a series of throat slaps followed by a deadlift suplex onto Johnny. He he dodges Johnny's classic slingshot spear and hits this standing moonsault onto the back of him. There's the 619 followed by a vertical spinning brain buster only for a two count. 
Gargano fights back, hits a powerbomb, and turns it into the crossface. Now, not the Gargano escape, but the actual crossface, like Benoit used to do. Um, he then sets up for the move that he's been using on TV as a finish. It's kind of his, his heel persona's finish here, which is the slingshot DDT. But Ricochet counters that, which allows Gargano then to basically die on the apron, which allows Ricochet to hit a Frosbury... Is it Frosbury? Fosbury. Fosbury flop to the outside, which is like the shooting star over the ropes, essentially. Um, Ricochet is a real-life superhero, honestly. Uh, he throws Johnny back in the ring. There's counters on counters and counters. It's like every time one guy does a flip, the other guy does one or a kick here and there. It's just insane. There's a super kick by Gargano. The Gargano escape. There's so many things going on in this. Um... Gargano keeps, like I say, dodging these moves. He finally dodges, uh, he blocks like a 450. He stops Ricochet from doing it and rolls out of the ring. And thinks he's smart. His, his 720. Yeah, like sorry, he... something nuts. And and Ricochet then runs from in the ring, jumps over the turnbuckle to the outside onto Johnny Gargano. Just insane. It's something you'd see at like PWG, uh, but it's here in a WWE product. Just crazy. Um... This got the crowd going over the top for sure. He throws Johnny back into the ring, hits a springboard 450 splash, and Gargano kicks out yet again. There's a shooting star into like this counter, which looked insane from Johnny, but only a two count. Um, Johnny then uh, super kicks Ricochet, I believe, out of the ring and goes for a suicide dive. So Johnny jumps through the ropes for the suicide dive, but Ricochet catches him on his shoulders into a fireman's carry. But Gargano counters that, and he's on top of his shoulders like an electric chair. And Johnny Gargano counters that into a reverse Frankensteiner, a reverse Hrana, and holy Jesus, he spikes him on his head. Yeah, and it was the replay where we all like went, ooh. We, I think then, that was the one that got me the most. And we saw the replay, and it's like, it looks There's like he no dies. hands protecting, and you just hear the the dull thud of the back of Ricochet's head. It looked uh, crazy. It looked like he killed him. He looked like and he'd actually he killed him. He didn't because they went on for a bit and did other crazy shit. If this was if this was uh, a video game like Mortal Kombat, this would have been the finish. KO, yeah. Like this would have been it. He dies, and if that wasn't it, he throws the carcass of Ricochet back into the ring and hits his slingshot DDT. And Ricochet kicks out. And this is where we all like, we're like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Gargano then, the dark phoenix inside of him is rising and taking over. He goes and exposes the mat on the outside. Just like if you follow the, the Champa Gargano storyline. He exposes the concrete outside the ring there. And, and goes to do the, the DDT onto the concrete. But the crowd is booing like him. Like the draping... The draping the ring... Randy Orton, Champa, kind of. Yeah. He's about to do it. But he realizes... Maybe the Dark Phoenix is not the right way. Maybe he can beat Ricochet without being... A dick. <laughs> so he rolls... He goes, no, I'm not going to do it. And he rolls Ricochet into the ring. And as he gets into the ring... Ricochet with a small package. A roll-up. But Gargano kicks out it too. I thought I, if this is where it ended, I would have been like, no. I, 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 thought, I thought they it were going to do it. I thought they of were going to do it. Of course. Of course we did. Only a two count. Ricochet gets up. He knocks Gargano to the ground and he goes up top and goes for a Phoenix splash in Phoenix 
Gargano rolls out of the way. Ricochet misses, lands on his feet, gets the Gargano escape onto Gargano somehow. There's like a rotating head scissors satellite. It's, yeah, like his... It was pretty crazy. Gargano usually does it. Yeah. Where he, it's satellite almost like head scissors and yeah. you go around him. And, but yeah. Ricochet is now doing it this onto Johnny and, you know, Morrow and the announcers and there's so much drama. Is he going to tap out to his own move? They really put a lot of emphasis like how embarrassing would this be if he tapped out? But he does not. He breaks out of it. Um, he then throws Ricochet back to the outside they're near the concrete, and uh, what what is it that you say about... Uh... So, uh, so yeah, there's a concept in theatre called Chekhov's gun. Okay. Which is basically, if a gun is brought out... Right. It, and it's normally established early on in the play, that gun is going to go off. It's usually, in wrestling, it's tables. Yep. If a table gets brought out two minutes into the match, you that's going to be the finish of the match. The concrete has well, been exposed. The that's going to be the finish. The, con- the concrete... <laughs> is used here because Gargano does not think twice on the second time. The Dark Phoenix does, in fact, take over, and he hits a brain buster on Ricochet onto the exposed concrete. He picks up Carcachet, pulls him into Carcachet. the ring. Carcachet. <laughs> I keep saying uh, the... The carcass the, of The carcass, because yeah. it's like the guy's really... <laughs> I keep saying it because the guy is, like, dead, dead. here. He's yeah. just a dead weight. He lifts Ricochet, throws him into the ring... And Johnny Gargano hits the slingshot DDT into the ring and pins Ricochet to become the new NXT North American champion. Holy shit, what a match. Wow. I have a, I have a new thing now. Um, I don't rate matches out of five stars anymore. Do you do sandwiches or coffees or something? No, no. I do... How, how lit is a match? How lit can a match be? Five out of five fire emojis. This match was okay. lit. Yeah, that's my new thing. If it's a match, is a five star. It's a five fire emojis, and that's what this was. This was uh, superheroes come to life yet again. NXT Takeover delivers. Many people are going to say this might be match of the year. It very well could be. So far. Um, Ooh. There, there was a lot of things I want to go over. In this I know match. Just, so many things. Just and I like um, and I feel NXT does this more than uh, the main roster that they they establish these guys have fought before and and the opening the of this indies. the opening of this match was them knowing their stuff. There was a, there was a great little moment uh, right at the beginning. Ricochet does his uh, he gets shoved down straight into a kip up. Uh, but Gargano's like, no, and just shoves him back down yeah, again. Because know he knows that's what they do. And that's what Gargano and Black did a lot in their last match. Yeah. There was, Black did his, uh, his like, moonsault into the seated pose, but Gargano scouted it and ran round the other side of the ring and drop kicked him. Right, right. Uh, there were a lot of those kind of moments early on. Definitely. They, they um, played on the fact they fought a lot. There was also uh, an awesome moment, and I would normally go... Ah, that was stolen. But the fact it's Ricochet. There was the Osprey Ibushi spot. Yeah. Where uh, Gargano hit a uh, top rope Harakarana to Ricochet. And he flipped and landed on his feet. Yep. The the camera didn't capture it quite as well as right. they did in New Japan. But yeah. there was still the selling yeah. of both of them doing like, what the fuck just happened yeah, there on crazy. their face. And... Like, everyone knows, like, the Osprey uh, ricochet. ricochet, like, just 
feud and like they're the they're the same guy. Like they've got to. I'm telling you, have this is w- what's gonna w- happen. This is I, I'll say it on our show every time. Yeah, this is what's gonna happen. Ricochet, he's gonna be a huge star, right? Ricochet, Ricochet could be on the main roster. This could happen on the main roster, but I'd like to happen in NXT. Ricochet will either you know win a major title, just have a final closing main event after winning something, and the lights go out. And when the lights come back on. It's Will Ospreay yeah. there to confront him in the WWE at some capacity. And the take my money. Just take it. But Ospreay's going to be in New Japan for quite a while. So, I think so. You know. But I, I thought, as I said, normally I go, ah, they just stole that from that. That was absolutely right, no. not that. Yeah, that was I don't homage. find it. Yeah, yeah. That was like Ricochet winking yeah. to his boy of Will. Course. And going like, you watching, mate? Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. And he is. They always, um, he always, they always watch each other's stuff. And then, and then just to call back, like... Callbacks to a whole year ago, and and I think it was either Nigel or Mauro that picked it up. Well, obviously there was the concrete, but the end of my favourite match, right? Andrade uh, Gargano from the Rumble Takeover in Philly. Yeah, last year. Ex- pretty much exactly a year ago. Yeah. It ended with them both fighting on the apron, and and they've had such a great technical match and strong style and all that, and then. Andrade just fucking shoves him into the post right. and then throws him into the ring and hits his finisher. Very and similar. that was the end of this match. And I think it was Mauro that picked up, like, oh, very reminiscent of last year. Yeah. They, they have all these, these callbacks twerks. and nuances. And that's why, for me, and I think it's Gargano is Gargano's just the, the goat. Guy Gargano is Mr. Takeover. Um, no doubt about this it. Was, this if was Shawn Michaels great. is Mr. WrestleMania, um, Johnny's Mr. Takeover. I want to go into like I I trust NXT way more than I trust main roster WWE. Sure, but there are things I'm I'm confused about. I I was confused that they did the whole moment with Gargano not doing the spot on the concrete, the sure. DDT on the concrete, because. I think me. I think most of us are expecting that babyface turn. Yes. And I thought that was it. I thought he was going. I don't need to do that, and was going to get his clean win. Right. And was then going to start redeeming himself on TV. So he got but his then, win, but he still kind of cheated. But then he did. He did still use the concrete. Right. He didn't. But then it's it was, like he wasn't like deliberate, almost, or I don't know. Yeah, but then it was odd because, um, like Jesse, who was over, was go- going. They're selling this like it was Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Sure. This is this is Gargano's first like singles title in NXT. Yeah, yeah. And and that they weren't kind of making him out to be a scoundrel. They weren't making him out right. to be like a dastardly heel. They were make they were doing the whole finally Johnny Gargano has Done achieved it. his dream and all this and it's that that's the confusion but also NXT more so than WWE. I'm like, all right, I'm confused right now, but I'm going to let it go and trust Definitely, you where you yeah. go because this, well, this story's been going on for story, a year and a half. And you know what? This story looks like it's going to get even crazier, yeah. judging by what happens um, later on. But this match, uh, for me, was my match of the night. Johnny Gargano and Ricochet. Mind you, this was my match This of the is night. fantastic. Um, I'm sure if you're listening to us right now, you've seen it. But if not, go out of your way and find it and watch it. Holy crap, what a match. Holy shit. Just insane. Um yeah, wow. I was I was spent. I need I, I needed another smoke after this match, that's for sure. Whew. Then we had to go to a match to follow that. And you know what? 
They did a damn good job, too. We go to Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, people may not know who Bianca Belair is because they don't watch TV, but she comes out here. Uh, she's got her hair. She whips it back and forth. And she's skipping to the ring. Uh, with her. her confidence is beautiful. Honestly, yes. she's like got the she, swag. She's got so much swag. She's the EST. Um, strongest, this fastest, is her first smartest. takeover. Yes. Uh, like, I was going to say, like, she did uh, WrestleMania last yes, year. Yes, she did. We the, forgot about Battle Royale. this video package. Yeah. Honestly, this is her biggest moment. Definitely. Up to now. And she's got so much swag and confidence. And it's, it's awesome. She's undefeated. Shayna Baszler comes out. Um, these Bianca's uh, like outfit is herself with hearts and kisses and like her hair all over. Uh, I know her parents were in the audience and they had custom made shirts with her face on it that had the hair sticking out of the shirt and stuff. It looked pretty funny. It looked pretty cool. Um, this could be her moment, and she has to fight Shayna Baszler, who does not come out with the four horsewomen girls, the gals there, uh, Marina Shafir and. Jasmine Duke, but maybe they'll show up later. The match starts off here. Um, Shayna uses the hair to to pull Bianca. They scuffle back and forth, but yeah, the main the main thing that's kind of started this off was they're outside, and Bianca's on one side of the post, and Shayna's in the other, and she pulls the hair through the ropes, pulls her so that Bianca goes face first and shoulder first into the turnbuckle post outside which basically sets the tone for this matchup. Really cool use of the hair, I thought. Uh, it shows Shayna is very smart. She's like a like a wolf, like knows what she's doing and attacks the parts. Um, Morrow says that <laughs> Shayna used Bianca's own fo follicles as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Something you never thought you'd hear yeah. in a wrestling commentary. That's one of them. Uh, so basically the shoulder is now targeted. Shayna is known for working on people's arms and uh, stomping on them. And that's exactly what she does. There's a classic spot that Shayna does in most of her matches where your opponent is laying down and then she turns the, the person's arm and she stomps on it. She does that and it looks nasty. But then she does it again on the elbow this one specific time. It looks like B Bianca's elbow pops out. It looks so out. dangerous. It makes it's... me want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then keeps... and. Everything she does that arm from that point onwards, you're just going, oh, you're, you're biting on it. Yeah, you, you think it. her arm's yeah. going to pop out of her own socket. Um, she's just stomping and doing this. She then hits a running knee for a two count, which knocks all the rhinestones out of <laughs> Bianca's hair. She's, she's got like this hair thing, this like long ponytail, essentially. She's got EST and in her hair. EST and is in rhinestones yeah. in, like, in it, and they get like knocked out of her, essentially, from this, this knee strike. Um, Belair finally fights back and hits a running spear, only for a two count. Then they start going toe-for-toe -to, -toe to strikes, but it shows that Shayna is obviously the more dominant striker here. And Belair, by the end of the strike fest, is, is slowing down and starts missing by a mile. And the commentary is like, wow, like she is... She's not in the same league, but which allows uh, her to use her hair, her whip, and whips Shayna Baszler with it in the stomach. Now, we have talked about Bianca Belair for quite a few months on our show, and you, the investigative reporter that you are for Up Next, <laughs> you uh, once said something on the show that got a lot of people tweeting you about how if Bianca Belair is, allow is she allowed to use her hair? 
Is using her hair a foreign object? Is it a DQ because it's it's like a weapon? Well, you contacted Jimmy Corderas, former WWE referee, and he got back to us on Twitter all those months ago, and he said, in fact, if it's part of their body, then it really shouldn't be a DQ. It's part of her. Just like Morrow said, she's using her own follicles. Yeah. Follicles. So, it, it counts. It's yeah. not a heel tactic, right? Well, like we saw earlier on, the like the biting of the toes. Yeah, like, would that be a DQ? It's not cool, it's but gross. like, I guess. Well, DQ or not, this whip to the stomach, the side of Shayna Baszler, the hair whip back and forth, Made her bleed. She, yeah, this it, looked it, nasty. She had a nasty gash this looked like, like right it, across. This looked like it stings, man. Holy. She hits her. There's blood. The ref takes a bump here. The ref goes down. But Bianca connects with the KOD, which is a torture rack into like a flip over face buster. Kind of yep. a psycho driver three, if you will. And goes for the pin. But the ref is down. So Bianca starts freaking out, like, oh, she should have had it. The, the crowd is chanting, one, two, three, you know. But the ref isn't, so it doesn't count. And this is where, cue the Stooges, the four horsewomen, they gallop on out here. Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. And uh, Marina Shafir is wearing a face mask. Not she, one. She's not trying to get her face toned up. No, no, no. She was Batman cosplaying backstage, she, and got, then her girl's in trouble. It's fine. She's got a black face mask, which we, I'm sure we'll learn about if this happened in the match with Io Shirai and Kyrie. That's Sane. all I can assume. Yeah, yeah, clearly something happened earlier in the tapings. Um, we watch, we watch these girls. They're new to the scene here in NXT. They are very green. So yeah. I'm not not they saying are. that. You know, I, I'm just saying maybe that has something to do with it. But they come out here and they're trying to get involved. And uh, this allows, uh, sorry, it's it's Bianca who takes care of them. She basically dumps them onto each other, basically, you know, gets them back onto the outside. But this allows Shayna Baszler to get back to her feet and lock in the Carafuda clutch. Carafuda? Uh, Carafuda? Because yeah. I always call it the Coquina, the sleeper. There's so many different clutches. Yeah. Like, how many clutches? The Carafuda clutch? She clutches her. She clutches her. She clutches, clutches her into the clutch of the clutching clutch. And... The strength of Bianca Belair. You thought it's over, but it's not. She lifts Shayna up, turns it into, turns her around from the sleeper into the front, puts it into a vertical suplex, and slams Shayna down. This was very impressive. She is the EST because she is the strongest, mm. is what they call her, and smartest and fastest, but definitely the strongest. She then climbs up to the top rope and goes for a 450 splash. But Shayna rolls out of the way. She misses it. And she locks in, again, the Carafuda clutch. And Bianca is locked in there. And just when we think she's about to, to go to sleep or tap out, she then gets the strength again. Gets to her feet, but drops back down and can't do it. She goes to her feet one more time, a third time, but drops down again and still can't get it in. The Carafuda clutch is locked in. The sleeper there. She can now be called NXT's EST because she is the sleepiest member of the roster. Bianca Belair passes out and Shayna Baszler retains the NXT Women's Championship. Great match. This was awesome. I, I thought this was really good and I think it, it served a great purpose in helping both of these women Definitely. progress. Um, I liked earlier on the, in the match... Um, 
I think it was Nigel said um, about Bianca, she may be in out of her head and maybe our panel had it right. So Right, the panel earlier, the Sam Roberts panel, was shitting on her. Yeah, yeah both yeah. were like, uh, she's... People are saying she, he's she's gone been, rogue. She's but, been great, but yeah. she's been wrestling a year and a half yeah. or whatever it is. Um, and this is the first time, really, just in a singles, we've had a real kind of rookie. And let's say character as well. Sure, Shayna's been new to wrestling, but she's a legit MMA fighter. Yes, yeah, she's a badass. This is... So, and I liked selling that because then, as you're watching it, that person can only get stronger exactly. and like build up and be like, oh, it's this massive underdog story. I don't, I don't see this as a loss for Bianca Belair. This no, is great. And, yeah. and this I is what she needed. We've been saying a lot. I think, in a way, she's not an Oscar. She can't have this undefeated yeah, streak yeah. go on. Like, it's, it, it's worked for her for a bit, but it's kind of got to come to an end. And it, it's made... Um, it's made Shayna look way stronger Definitely. as well. And Shayna has suffered a loss. She has lost to Kyrie. Sure. But this has strengthened Shayna a lot. Who, yeah. But I'm getting to a point, you can't do the gimmick that you did with Asuka where she doesn't lose. You've got to have some unbeat Shayna. Yep. Um, we'll get there. Also, like, I I shit on the horsewomen a lot right. because they're green and I, I don't think they should be on TV yet. Yep. But, like, they're fine. Props to Marina Shafir. If she, Still coming out if there. If she broke her nose or her yeah. orbital or whatever, whatever she Good got honor. busted up probably an hour and a half before this happened. Yeah. And she came out and did her bit. So, like, God good bless for you. Her. Um, and you made Bianca look strong. Like, she tried to power out. She's a, a baby face now. Sure. She's got it. Definitely, be. yeah, yeah. Um... And and you called it. You called it. You were like, "Oh, that video package." I I forgot she was even in that. What? Match. On, on, and she did up the four fifty. Yeah, yeah. She's doing the four fifty. Yeah. And that four fifty was in play, and she got caught right into that yep. clutch. I, it was a, a prominent part of the match, sure. and they made sure to highlight that on the video package. I I thought this was a really for sure. really strong women's match. Bianca is a star for two, for two people who haven't been doing this this that long. Yep. I think I thought that was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good job to both these uh, women. Great, great match. Uh, Shane is still the champion. Where is she? Who? She, what's her mania takeover there? A four way, uh, a triple threat. Candice LeRae. Where no, do we go? I, for, for, I I don't like the a rematch. I I think for your big ones, especially mania weekend, you need a singles. So I, a I rematch. Like to, Bianca like, Belair. I'd like to see Candice. I'd like to see Candace too. We'll get to you've that. Got, you've got time. We'll, get, we'll you've definitely, got, we'll definitely get there too. You've got from now to April to to build up. Let's discuss Candace LeRae being involved in the next takeover when we finish this, because sure. there might be a reason to tie that in. Okay. And we'll get into that because we're now let's go into our main event of the evening: Tomasa Champa versus Alistair. Sorry Black. to interrupt, but we should just bring up that. Uh, throughout the show, we've seen Velveteen Dream. He's been coming. Oh out right, yes. Limos. He's been with women. He's got a girl on each arm, and he's got his posse. Just before the main event of the night, he is front row. Yes, with these girls, and they're highlighting the uh, not War of the Worlds. Yeah, the, worlds when collide. worlds collide tournament, and they said the winner of this tournament will get a title opportunity against right. either. 205 NXT or NXT UK 
but Velveteen Dream looks swag. He's front row. He's looking fresh. He's gorgeous my, my, ladies. My friend like, who's not the non-fan, my friend Donnie, was like, he looks like Trinidad James. And he, he does. Anyone look up. I don't know who that is, but yeah. sure. Uh, he is the guy who Bruno Mars ripped off for uh, a song. I forget the name of it, but yeah. <laughs> Gold on the Machain, that one. Uh, main event time, Tomasa Ciampa versus Aleister Black, the NXT Championship. Now, Ciampa defeated Black with Gargano's help back in, what, July? June, July, around July, there. yeah. And ever since then, he's had this reign of terror as the biggest baddie in NXT. Ciampa, the biggest villain we know. And Aleister Black now finally gets his retribution. He's gone through Gargano to gain this spot back. And here it is, the rematch we've been waiting for. Uh, Aleister Black comes out with his spooky candles and everything set up like normal. Looks great. I love this. He's like, he's the new Undertaker. He's great. He's got it all. His gear looks like the the book from Hocus Pocus, minus the eye. But it's got like these like rusty nails coming out of it. It looked really cool. Like They weren't real rusty nails, but they, they looked like it. It looked really cool. Um, and Champa came out in gear. We couldn't really figure out what he was kind of going for. But knowing him, it's probably superhero, supervillain inspired. I want to say it's either like Apocalypse or something else revolving around the Dark Phoenix. Like possibly. something else. It's like possibly. a it's like a baby blue and it kind of looks like it looks like Kota Ibushi, <laughs> really. Um, it could be something revolving around Wolverine, Cyclops. I don't know, something like that. X Men probably. Uh, so they start off. The match kind of starts a little slower than I anticipated. There's a bunch. Uh, well, Champa slaps him almost instantly. They do a series of chain wrestling, and then Alistair keeps doing these uh, side headlock takedowns, like these judo side headlock throws, but keeps the headlock in, which I thought like kind of slowed it down, but I guess they had to get the crowd kind of get back on the level that they should have been at, which I guess ended up working for this. Um, Black hits a, a huge tope to the outside pretty early on and lands on his knee. Uh, we thought like he was hurt here, but it seemed like he was fine considering he's doing backflips and stuff. Yeah. Merely minutes later. Um, he does a kick up and a moonsault cabrata into the outside. Um, however, he then uh, he gets suplexed into the steps. And that is when uh, Champa takes over and starts working the knee on Aleister Black. Um, he basically is like, has Aleister hung upside down on the ropes in the ring, but kind of in midair, pulling the body so that the rope, the, the foot is entangled into the ropes and he's pulling on his whole body, so it's like twerking the the leg essentially backwards, which is a cool looking spot actually. Um, and he then uh, throws him to the outside and knee drops him on the table, but it didn't break. But series of knees to the outside. He's just beating the shit out of Aleister Black here, being the baddie that he is. Um, there's a running knee that knocks Champa off to the outside when Aleister fights back. There's like a Marafuji type. Uh, is it Marafuji who does the super kick? Osprey puts it in his arsenal. You super kick the guy, but you're like from behind him. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's really cool. Um, there's that. There's uh, Champa goes for the fairy tale ending multiple times, but gets blocked here. There's a black mass attempt, but he misses. But he hits a German bridging suplex on Champa for only a two count. He, uh, Alistair then goes for the golden triangle, like the moonsault to the outside. But uh, it's like his knee gives out or something, and uh, uh, Champa pushes him into the turnbuckle. They're both on the apron now, and his legs are draped on the top. On the apron, Tomasa Champa hits a Tower of London 
on Alistair Black again on the apron. Uh, clearly, he and watched. Ni- the- and Nigel called it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> of he, course. He watched, he watched the, the Nigel doc. McGuinness documentary. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely watched the doc last week. Nigel loses it. He marks out. Uh, only a two count when he got that move in. Um, he goes inside. He starts hitting huge knees. Um, he. Alistair then starts fighting back. He exposes his knee, the other knee, because he's going for a running bicycle knee kick that he keeps going for. But instead, Champa blocks it. But in midair, Black counters the counter with a standing double stomp, kind of like Finn Balor or Trevor Lee kind of does. Then the bicycle knee, there's a bicycle knee to the back of the head. There's a brain buster on Champa, but he kicks out. They're somehow fighting in the back. And earlier, Champa had water in his mouth. And got punched and then it spit out everywhere. Alistair throws Champa in the ring and goes to go, but he slips on the water. And we all noticed this. We're like, whoa, he's going to slip on this water. That's dangerous. And he looks back at it and he gives it like this death stare. <laughs> and we're like, okay, this is clearly like part of it or something. We weren't sure what was going on. Um, because then as I, he I got. Hon- I honestly think they just worked on the fly. I mean. Well, why- we were. I got a little upset because he slips on this water. And the second he gets into the ring, he gets hit with the fairy tale ending. And I was like, is water the enemy of Alistair Black? Is water what just costed this man the title? However, he kicks out of the fairy tale ending. The uh, butterfly double underhook face buster, essentially, yeah. like angel's wings, if you will. But he, Alistair kicks out of that. Uh, so the water did not stop uh, the, the Black. Champa removes the padding on the outside, just like the match we saw earlier. So just like his boy Johnny, he reveals the concrete there, a similar type fashion to his boy from DIY. He then goes to grab Aleister Black in the ring, but gets hit with the black mask to the face. But as Aleister goes for the pin, Champa, the oh-so-smart-and-cunning champion, Rolls to his stomach so he can't get pinned. This was brilliant, and you and you don't see this enough. No, like why wouldn't like okay, you don't have the energy, just roll up onto your side. The other guy is fucked as right, well. Right, right. And and Black covered him, had the arm over. He tried like, to. His shoulders aren't down. Yeah, he was on the. He, he, was, he and rolled Champ over. was pretty much kind of in fetal position. Yeah, but like the shoulders aren't down. It's yeah. great. It was smart because he was still so he still took the finish, but he didn't get pinned, so it was just great. Uh, finally, Alistair picks him up. They start going at it again. He goes for a black mask, but Champa counters it. Champa somehow counters this, lifts the body of Alistair to drape him and hits the DDT almost instantly. The draping DDT. and Which he's won matches he's with. He's won. Well. He beat, with the exposed ring, he beat mm. Gargano now. And he hits this, but Alistair kicks out. He gets so upset, so mad, that he picks up Aleister Black and hits him with the fairy tale ending again. But Aleister Black kicks out. And now the place is going crazy. Moro Ronaldo can't believe that this guy, let alone kicked out of one of these moves, but now two of them. Uh, he goes for the fairy tale ending again. And he connects with it. But he tries to, to lift up him. And, and Black gets out of it. Sorry, he didn't connect with the third no. one just yet. Sorry. He only got hit with two and he kicked out of them. He goes for the black mass. It is dodged yet again. And this is where the third fairy tale ending connects here. But Champa does not break the hold. And he picks him up while still in the, the moves, the, the butterfly, the, the arms, lifts up Aleister Black and hits him with a fourth fairy tale ending, the face buster, and pins Aleister Black to retain the NXT championship. This was fantastic. 
This was such a great story, specifically if you follow all these matches, just like you said in the Ricochet Gargano match. This one has little tie-ins to different little things. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the match before we go yes. on to the, the post. Yes. Um, but yeah, there loads of little things. I The, the beginning of the match was... Um, we were kind of going, oh, this is a this is a Triple H match. Mm-hmm. It felt like let's do this long, like twenty five minute, sure, epic match. But there's a load of just headlocks. There was stuff. a lot of slow but th- spots. That, that being said, there there is a place for that, and I think the whole thing was um, Champa kept on shouting at the beginning, "You're a one trick pony," right? Which was his kicks. You can't kick me if I've got you in a headlock. Yeah, and that was the thing that they were building on. I thought the problem was, and then he starts attacking the knee. The problem was, we just saw a whole match where Shane was attacking the arm. Right. So we've gone from that to... And, and that's the most exciting thing about Black. And although we like stories, we like seeing cool shit too. Yeah. So the first part of the match, it's like we're, we're kind of being denied of all these cool kicks and shit that Black does because... Champers being a heel doing headlocks, which is suits the character, but for the first ten minutes of this match, I'm that like, was a little slow. I'm also like, it does make sense. It works for the story, but just also, we're greedy. Yeah, of course. Um, I thought, um, sorry, what else? You were so- talking about the uh, the callbacks. What I was, uh, what we said either last week or the week before on NXT is. Both Gargano and Champa have been started to win matches on different moves. Champa's been winning with the draping DDT. He beat uh, Otis Dozovic with it in their match. He beat Gargano in yeah. their in their uh, their street fight. Yep. Um, Gargano's been winning matches with his slingshot DDT and stuff right. like that. And it's great because it then comes to a match like this. And those moments you bite more than you normally would bite. Definitely. So you see the draping DDT. And uh, and you bite. I did think Black looked a bit dumb. He did in a few spots. There there were a few things. He looked like you, the squeaky clean dumb baby. Where you going? Why are you doing that when your knees fucked? Yeah. Why Why are you going for why a trying to uh, ca- Yeah. Cabrada? To the outside. Cabrada. Cabrada to the outside Abra when Cadabra. your knees fucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was a few geeky things. I'm like. But uh, then. But then I also loved the uh, the callback. Um, there was a point where I think he did connect with the Black Mass and Champa's head was on uh, Black's chest. Yeah. Just like, like Johnny. Johnny's was in the last takeover right. and Black picks him up by the beard. And it didn't happen like it did last time. All the all these little callbacks I love. Um, this, this was a great match. I don't think it was in the top end of my takeover matches. Sure. But I Me think too. it served its purpose. Me too. Um, and both, both Gargano and and Champa, kind of won clean, clean esque. Sure. They were dirty. Yeah. Um, Gargano used the exposed concrete, but apparently there's nothing illegal with that. It was in front of right. the ref. Similarly, Champa pulled the ref in front of Black as he was doing, as yeah. he was going for the Black Mass, and. That obviously wasn't illegal. He wasn't DQ'd for that. It's just so cheeky. It, it was cheeky tactics. Yeah. Um, D- they did it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I I enjoyed this match. Yeah, I wouldn't call it one of um, my favorites, but, but it wasn't. It was good still. It was, it was really good. It was great still. But um, I think this this was clearly the. I think they had a very. They didn't want to do a very screwy finish. Sure. Because they don't want to revisit either of these feuds. Yeah. I don't think they want to revisit Gargano Ricochet. Yeah. Sure, we might get it on TV, but well, I think I think they wanted it pretty clean because they're like that's the end, and they ended well, then we saw... Black and Champa, and it's like that was pretty decisive. He hit him with three fairy tale endings and pinned Four. him at the end. Technically, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, he probably hit like five or six of them in the match, but he hit the final four at the end. And but it was like no, it was sure he dragged a ref in front of him. Sure, um, and then let's go to the post show. Well, so Champa wins. He has the I title. I just want to say, sorry, the guy we were we were with was like, right, I'm gonna go and move my car now. Yeah. And I was no, like, don't wait, don't this is NXT. You can't. You can't. You th- can't leave yet until it goes to black. Until we've seen the logo and we've seen about a minute after <laughs> the logos come up. Well, that's what happened. Champa is uh, leaving the ring. No one has come out. No one has done anything. He walks up the ramp. He gets to the stage, the entrance ramp. There, he holds his title up. The logo comes up. NXT WWE property incorporated. All that. And Johnny Gargano is walking out behind him. He comes up, stands right beside Tomasa Champa, and holds up his North American Championship. Tomasa Champa holds up his NXT Championship. They hold them up in unison. DIY forever. There's this one glance right before the logo comes up again, and it actually cuts out, where they smile at each other, and then they look back to the crowd and to the cameras. But Gargano is seen with the slightest look in his eye of his eyes shifting over to the NXT title and then shifts back as they both hold up their titles. Two guys who had to do it themselves have done it, but in the weirdest and strangest and vile ways possible. And it goes to black. This is very interesting because now you could do a few things here. You could say DIY... They turn back into a tag team. They go through all the way till Mania. They're a stable. You could have Candice LeRae go for the NXT Women's. They could all three be dripping in gold in titles. DIY. Or, you know, NXT UK, their championship is called... Pete Dunne has the NXT or the WWE UK championship, right? You could have Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in the main event of TakeOver for this upcoming WrestleMania weekend. And it's a unification that the NXT, the one we watch, is the NXT North American title. That's the title. The one title. And this could be the way to unify. And then eventually you'll have NXT Japan and all that. And then eventually down the line you'll have all those And there's no, like, NXT championship. You have all these territories. Right, exactly. Essentially. Yeah. What do you think of that? I I love the idea and I want to see this this final conclusion. Yes. But I'm also and I feel like I've been saying this for a year. WrestleMania seems too close. It's it's three months like it's three months to get to that right. point. But the way they've been doing these stories and I think if this was main roster Ah 
if this was main roster in a different world, I wouldn't be worried so much. As I said, if I'm watching Game of Thrones, it's like, I've just finished season five. It's like, I know there's still three more seasons. Sure, left. right. I, I know where we're going. But I'm worried about these guys getting poached. And I hope Triple H is like, no. Yeah. These are my guys. Because as need far them. as I'm concerned, they've done so well with this. You can do a slow burn to WrestleMania a year from now. Sure. Because WrestleMania is the Holy Grail. That's, right. that's the main event. That's the Super Bowl. And it seems weird to have this uh, finally come to a head. I mean, it's come to a head before, but like right, yeah. really conclude yep. with Johnny Gargano. You need to have Gargano. You're white meat, yeah. baby face. You're like the, guy. the guy against your piece of shit heel, Tommaso Ciampa, for the title, once and for all. Gargano come over, the end of the story. Yeah. Can you see the end happening at Wrestle- the next takeover? Yes, I can't. Okay, so what's what's your what's your mania takeover? I don't know. Oh, well, then you I don't know. Screw you then. Like, Get but out of here. I I I've loved what they're doing. I think I think the writing is so so good, but I I don't want to see it be rushed. I've enjoyed the journey. I'd love to see Adam Cole go back go back sure. in the mix. Well, you're not gonna see. And that. Matt Riddle. Have okay, Matt, so. Matt, you can you can tie these both these guys up. You can have Champ Adam Cole. You can have Gargano Matt okay, well, Riddle. Well, we'll you stop can have right all this because, shit. You because... can have them do the Dusty Classic. You can have all this stuff, and then eventually, a year from now, well, you're not getting that. Have it happen? No, it's happening this mania. Uh, after this, the cameras did stop rolling. However, if you're a fan of Twitter, you should use it. It's free. It's a great app. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Velveteen I a... Dream, Adam Cole. And Aleister Black all confront Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and Aleister Black apparently say goodbye to the NXT audience in the middle of the ring. It was their graduation. They're moving. So what does that mean? Adam Cole, baby, he's going up. Does that mean Undisputed Era goes no, up too? Adam Cole wasn't. Yes, he was. It was Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and Aleister Black. It looked like Adam Cole in the video I watched. What? So, no. I don't know. I was sent a, yeah, I, I was sent a picture right here. All being called up saying goodbye. Yeah, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream. Oh, I'm no Adam Cole? Oh, no. I thought Adam Cole was there. No, 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 no. I feel like he would go up too. No. So Ricochet's going to go up, eh? Maybe Ricochet's in the Rumble. I can see Ricochet and Dream in the Rumble. Dream for sure. Yeah, Dream for sure. Uh, it's just interesting. I would like to see Gargano and Champa be the Mania main event for Takeover. I, but I would. I just don't know want, what else you do. I just else. want them to get there. Yeah. Properly, I don't want them to feel they need to rush it right. because Mania is the next Takeover. Well, this was a fantastic Takeover. My match of the night was the uh, the Gargano. Gargano, Gargano I agree. Uh, let's go to some feedback quickly. We have a lot of it, but I feel like we're we've gone so long. So let's read some feedback. All right. Feedback, forum.postwrestling.com. Uh, our feedback is always free, such as our show. Our show is always free. We're happy people. Uh, let's go here. Jake from the Windy City says, uh, thanks for the birthday wish, Davey. Jake from the Windy City. Oh, you're very we, well. We met him up with him in uh, Chicago for all of He says, tonight's takeover had its ups and downs. I thought the main event felt a little flat. Uh, I was very impressed with the tag team match and Hanson being like a motherfucking Waldo with that fast agility. What's Waldo? Is Waldo agile? I just watched season two of Black Mirror. 
and there's an episode Waldo, but it's a cartoon character, okay. so I don't know. I know, like, where's It's a Waldo? Chicago thing. Let's yeah. ask Grump. Uh, yeah. Uh, he says, I watched the match and thought it was a lot of fun. I hope this tag feud continues, meaning Era and War Raiders. Johnny Gargano is magnificent. He definitely teaches a master class in ring psychology and storytelling. Incredible athleticism and unwavering intensity after un- such an unbelievable match here with Ricochet. As far as I'm concerned, I'm done predicting who will fare well in the main roster. I just want the key guys to stay down here. Who do you guys believe will be in the Rumble? We are, I think Velveteen Dream is the main guy. But listen to our show uh, last week and we gave out all our picks. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's it. He says, uh, can't wait for the Rumble. Yeah. He he says he thinks Alistair Black will be in it. I can't see it. I think you've got a better uh, a better debut for Black. Yeah, I could see I, the, I, I think could see Rick, Ricochet and Dream can really show off right. and not be hurt by being thrown out. We get uh, Jenning from Pickering. He goes, I think I know what was wrong with the main event. People didn't want to see Black win, and they never really gave him a chance when he seemed like he was going to win, except for the Black Mass. Meanwhile, when uh, Champa fought Dream, they gave him a bunch of near falls, and he's super loved by the fans. Rest of the show is great, though. I love how they book Riddle as a guy who can beat you in a multitude of ways. Belair looked badass in defeat. War Raiders had the best showing at the right time, and Ricochet is a freak of nature. I feel like him and Ross Bay... Osprey live to outflip each other. <laughs> Eight stylish Velveteen dreams out of ten. Yeah, he did look stylish. But yeah, I'm telling oh. you, Osprey and Ricochet, that's going to be the big thing one day. Yeah. One day. Uh, Brandon from Oshawa. I'm sorry, you're from Oshawa. Love the show. Johnny Gargano is incredible. I don't think he can have a bad match. Baszler and Belair are both incredibly overrated, though. Oh. I felt like that was one of the most boring takeover matches ever. Wow. So he did not like Shayna Baszler. And Bianca Belair. He says, what do you guys think about a possible DIY versus War Raiders for all the gold at WrestleMania weekend? Wow. Uh, Wow. I don't think Raiders are hot enough. They're great, but like for all the gold. DIY versus War Raiders on TV is going to happen. On TV, maybe. But for (laughs) all the gold? No. (laughs) Uh, We go to Nohas. I know 100% of both of you will disagree with me, but I really didn't like this takeover as a whole and personally think it's one of the weakest in we- recent memory. Okay. Uh, the tag match was really good, but I just can't get behind the War Raiders no matter what they do. I personally think another team should have won the titles and the War Raiders got hot-shotted to the main roster. I don't disagree with you there. Yeah. Um, Riddle Ono was hard-hitting and just okay to me, though. I really like the finish. No complaints about Ricochet Gargano. It was a fantastic match all round, five-plus stars. The women's match really struck a nerve with me because of how badass Shayna once was before Bert and Ernie joined her. <laughs> yes! Shayna relying on Jasmine and Marina to help her win matches has brought Shayna down a solid three notches. Also struck a nerve because I've hated the way women in NXT have been booked since Asuka dropped the title. The overall match for the NXT title was just meh to me. Good storytelling and a nice DIY reunion at the end, but really just a couple good spots and an overall meh show for me. Have a good weekend, you two. I don't disagree with him. Yeah. But um, I also think we have such... We hold NXT to such a high standard. Yeah, we do. I think you put this this pay-per-view on on a, a Sunday. Yeah. And I think we're raving. People were um, going nuts about this. But, yeah. like, I think they're very fair points. Dave from Sydney. Holy smokes, Batman. What a card. Ono and Riddle definitely had the slowest match of the card. And the women wasn't its best, but the other three matches were perfect takeover matches. He says, whether 
the tag match was so fast-paced and continues to be the best tag division of any promotion. Whether it's American Alpha, Revival, DIY, Era, Mustache Mountain, or War Raiders, there is never a disappointment in the tag team division in NXT. The North American title match was an absolute, absolute clinic of a modern era wrestling match. Big spots, good flips, and Gargano coming out with what had to be even uh, an X-Men Phoenix Rising-inspired gear, which was great. Loved Black and Champa a lot. The working of the knee-leg area was great and told a good story. Black was looked to look like an absolute superstar. Ooh, disagree with that. Uh, he's got a question. Is Velveteen Dream going up in the Rumble, or is he dethroning Champa? Also, do you see Shayna Mates wearing a face mask? She must have gotten messed up in the pre-tape. Yeah. <laughs> I think EO might have overshot that moonsault a bit towards the face. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Velveteen Dream should go in the Rumble, and then Velveteen Dream should... I don't know. I wouldn't mind him staying around for a little longer, to be honest. I'd lo- uh, apparent the rumor was um, was Lars Sullivan Cena, and, right, right. and Lars was meant to take out Cena sure. a couple of Raws ago and explain his absence f- from the Rumble. Right. Um, I would love to see Dream Cena. Dream that, is the guy Cena match out. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that's a it. mania match like, for sure. Like Hotshot Dream, like Cena would be all on board that. Um, that's what I want to see. Yeah, me too. We have Harry from Houston. Uh, oh, you're by my family in Dickinson. Uh, <laughs> I really like this show personally. Yes, it wasn't New Orleans, but every match was at least good, if you ask me. Uh, Ricochet and Gargano was amazing, and I think the main event suffered from trying to follow it with a slower match. I don't get the hate for the women's match. The crowd clearly got behind Belair, and although the run-in was admittedly groan-worthy, they had some fun stuff to do after that made up for it. The tag match was also amazing. I was positive uh, Raiders were winning and they still made me think twice that the Undisputed Era had it won towards the end. 8 out of 10 show. Wish Ono versus Riddle got more time, but I guess they got cut for Gargano and Ricochet. I have no idea where the DIY story is going next, but it's been spectacular. Amen. Yeah, that's It's true. Where is the story going? I don't know, but let's find out. We're, where are we going? We don't need roads. Uh, Matt from Tennessee, as usual, another great show from NXT. Not the strongest takeover, but the tag match in Gargano Ricochet was amazing. Cassius Ono and Riddle was okay, but I was disappointed with Belair and Baszler, mostly because I was rooting for Belair. She's from Knoxville, and that's not far from where I live. Finally, Champa Black was good, but nowhere near their level TV match that that, that match was. Yeah, actually, I might have liked that match better where Champa beat him for the title. Yeah. That match, I think I might even... Well, I think it had more drama. It did, yeah, it did. And it was a bit more unexpected. It was hotter at the time, too. Really interested in seeing where Gargano and Ciampa go, um, especially when they're standing tall. Side note, what was the point in showing Dream if he didn't even do anything? Because he's in the rumble. I I think they realize he's a big deal and he's not on the card. And they're just being like, hey, this is the guy. (laughs) Go to the next feedback. Uh, Mystery. Short and sweet this week. How happy were you for Kyrie winning best female competitor <laughs> and best overall competitor this year? Her speech was awesome for bet. Just just look at my 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 tweet about Kyrie. Yeah, my heart burst. Uh, people are, people people keep coming to our house and wondering why you have a cardboard cutout of Kyrie. No one's why, wondering. I talk <laughs> no about one's wondering. her all the time. I'm sure no you, one's wondering. I'm sure people do because I see they, the they come in and then they go. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, we go to Stevie D from NXT. He's a first time, long time. First time, long time! He wrote a complete novel here, but he says that he was here in Phoenix for this takeover. He says the crowd was insane. I've been to live events before, but nothing compares to takeover. He says the first match was hard hitting and War Raiders came out with their Viking thing. 
And honestly, no one in Phoenix knew what was going on for a second, but they, when they realized it was the Vikings for War Raiders, they understood. Do you think Undisputed is going up after the Rumble? Maybe. Well, maybe we'll see. Undisputed. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah we talked possibly. about it. Possibly. Match 2, he says, there was, uh, there was a deal on margaritas tonight, and this was my bathroom break. <laughs> I would have picked the same one. I'm sorry. I just want to say, more arenas for WWE events need to have deals on margaritas. Is that a thing? Please. No, they. it's not. But, like, clearly tonight it was. Uh, he says, uh, he says the, the foot in the mouth. The toe biting got a you sick fuck chant from my section. Uh, he says, match three, Jesus Christ, which was Ricochet and Johnny Gargano. The near falls, the slaps, the high flying. I don't know how it came across at home, but this is one of the best matches I've ever seen in a long time. Is it time to say that the NXT North American title is the workhorse championship of NXT? He says, Johnny finally won a big takeover match, but at what cost? Uh, he says, match four, Bianca's the real deal. He says that at takeover Brooklyn and Mania... Bianca will win the NXT title. He thinks they're going to do the rematch. He says the main event. This match swung me later on. The cry loud was a little. The cry. The crowd live was a little dead halfway through, but they picked up. He says that not sure. Uh, not sure how much the live crowd saw after the match brawl with Ricochet, Dream, Black, Gargano, Champa, and Cole. Cole was there. Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole was. There. That was on the ramp. That wasn't in the the goodbye thing. In the ring. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so that's that's very interesting. All these top guys looking at both titles here. Essentially. Interesting. Black, Cole, Dream. All these guys here. Uh, he says, overall an amazing experience. He says, thank you, Davey and Brandon, for getting me into NXT again. Who? <laughs> After the Balor and era ended and interacting with a wrestling mark on Twitter. Hey, we always interact with people on Twitter. People forget that. Uh, follow us at the D. At Davey Portman. Just a cheap plug, because I feel like people feel like they can't approach us on the internet. When the internet is a magical, wonderful, scary place. We're very approachable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, because of that, he got into NXT, so thanks. he says uh, he can't wait for the Royal Rumble, his first ever WWE well, pay-per-view. Enjoy it, and hope yeah. you're a, a second time, long time. Yeah, time, long first time, time long time. Uh, Joe from H-Town. I'm going to read this like a trailer voice, I feel. It's, does the sun rise? Does takeover f- kill it? Yes and yes. Wow. Great show. Great matches. War Raiders were amazing. No call. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Undisputed era loss. Hope we see them tomorrow and on Monday or Tuesday. How does Ricochet do this stuff each time out? Gargano is top five in the world. I have no clue what took Vince so long to get these guys in. I hate, hate DIY black. A DIY back. back, hate it. Kill each other last year and back. No, man, no. But are they back? Are they back? Exactly. Mm. No, they're not. Um, I love it. Uh, it was like he wrote that as a poem, almost. It was. It uh, started, and then it stopped, yeah. so I stopped. It was beautiful. <laughs> Charbel from Victoriaville. Seriously, this show is amazing. Will not take too much of your time. I watched this with my sister, and it's been three years since I saw her. She told me last time she watched wrestling... It was with The Rock and Stone Cold, and she didn't even know who John Cena was. But after she told me tonight, she doesn't... She she never... Sorry, English here, Charbel. She says that she never remembered wrestling being this good. She says NXT is that good. He says he was speechless. Uh, he loves uh, the NXT roster, and he says, Thank you, and if you guys come to the province of Quebec, I'm offering you plates of sushi that you saw. 
One hundred bucks free for you two. Oh damn! Wow. Yeah, that sushi looked good. Charbel uh, did interact uh, with us on Twitter. See, and uh, he said that he makes uh, like sushi in a yeah. place in uh, Quebec there, and it looked amazing. It looked. I it really looked wanted to eat it. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, and Quebec's then, not far. No, Quebec's let's go. Far. Let's be, go. Yeah, Montreal can be fun. Um, yeah. NJ from NJ. Uh, Takeover always delivers. NXT always delivers. I love wrestling. I love NXT. I love DIY. Wrestling is cool. MJ, see you boys in NYC. Yes. We will see you in New York for WrestleMania. MJ from NJ. James from Toronto via Phoenix was at the show live tonight. Didn't, don't know if this was shown at the end of the show, but Velveteen came out to confront DIY. Then Ricochet, Adam Cole, and Aleister Black got up arguing and then a fight broke out. Triple H broke up the fight, and Ricochet, Ricochet, Velveteen, and Black did a curtain call. They'll probably be in the Rumble. Okay, yeah. so, so if those was... three took the cut. Yeah, I assume Dream uh, Cole staying. So Cole staying, and Cole gets the next title shot. I guess I don't know. I guess they just wanted yeah. Cole to have something. Yeah, I can't see Cole tomorrow because he was in it last year. Yeah, me too. Um, so last one cool. here. Last one, Red Raider. Um, None of the fight was on the network feed. It ended with Champa and Gargano holding up their titles. I was waiting for Dream and Cole to make an appearance all night. It was really odd that Cole didn't come out with Undisputed Era and that Dream was at ringside and didn't do it anything. I think he means fish. Yep. At least now I know why. Oh, no, no he doesn't mean Dream. Uh, I'm sure they will use footage on the next NXT, but I would have loved to have seen it tonight, like Champa turning on Gargano and the show ended. Right, so he's saying, why didn't they put it, show it the is, brawl? It is odd for them to do that yeah. at NXT. Um, like Shows like, like Raw and SmackDown shows you go to, they often do all these like, stuff yeah. after. Well, maybe it's Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream versus DIY for a TV program coming up. For the titles? Yeah. Maybe both those titles, Maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, but very a, a lot of things to take in today. Yeah, um, great show as always. Um, a bit a bit mixed, a bit mixed for a, a takeover. But, yeah, still fun, still but great. Come on, it was still a great show. Yeah, um, you can listen to uh, Braden and I every Thursday, every Thursday for uh, free, recapping the free. TV and just our our lives in general. Um, yes. On the Up Next feed, uh, we have a special bonus episode coming out next week. We are reviewing the 2011 movie, The Inbetweeners. Yes, you got me hooked on The Inbetweeners, the show. We've been doing a lot of bunch of movie reviews, uh, and this was one of them. So The Inbetweeners movie, uh, the whole series of the show, the seasons are on like YouTube and stuff for free. So go check it out if you're a fan of like Superbad and stuff. It's like the British version. I yeah. love it. So we're reviewing that. Then we'll think of some other ones. Yeah. Maybe like some, some 90s stuff. Yeah. You know, we did Power Rangers. Go check out that, yeah. that out as well. I spotted an Akira Blu-ray you haven't watched yet. So. I haven't seen Akira. So maybe, no. maybe that's something. Or maybe Pokemon. Do. Yeah. The exactly. movie. Yeah. You know, something, something weird, something crazy. Why not? Why not? So go to uh, uh, the Up Next feed on your iTunes and stuff and subscribe and comment and give us uh, ratings and tell your friends all the NXT stuff. We're the NXT guys, essentially. So shout out to John and Wei for letting us uh, do this for so post-wrestling. take over. Yeah, we tonight. took over tonight. Postwrestling.com, at postwrestling on Twitter and Instagram for all that stuff. John and Wei are always on top of everything. They're machines, and they do it for you, just like we do. So go to that. Uh, follow, again, follow us and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray. D. I am at Davey Portman. And you can catch us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy!